Thinking about that today, I was thinking about the way we've had to live in the last several months, different than ever in all of our lives. It's just, it's just amazing. Uh, but the Lord seemed to impress upon my spirit that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Would you thank God for that? Amen. That is one certainty. And that really is the only certainty that we really need is to know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your support to this church, prayers and giving and all of those things. We appreciate them so very much. We had a beautiful wedding yesterday and um, just lovely. The presence of God was just here. It was wonderful. Marriage is wonderful. I don't care how much the world puts it down and makes it secondary today. It's a wonderful, wonderful relationship. And I know my wife and I have been married for 56 years. And someone says, and many of you have probably been married. Uh, Brother Marsh, you and many of you have been married for years and years. What, what's the secret of a successful marriage? What makes it? And I'd say two things as they come to help me sing today. Two things. First of all, in any relationship, you have to have the right foundation. And Jesus Christ must be that foundation. What's the cornerstone? Love. Love is different than what our society today points to love as being. Love is not infatuation. It's not a feeling. It's a whole lot different than that. But if you have Jesus Christ and you have love, I'm talking about really love, agape love, it will bless a relationship. Jesus. I love that last song they sung, the name of Jesus. Someone put it this way. What a lovely name, the name of Jesus. There's a name above all others Wonderful to hear Bringing hope and cheer It's the lovely name of Jesus Evermore the same what a lovely name There a lovely name The name of Jesus Reaching higher far Than the brightest star Sweeter than the songs they sing in heaven let the world proclaim what a lovely name through his name there's wondrous power power to redeem Making sinners clean By his power He cleansed the leper Opened blinded eyes Caused the dead to rise What a lovely name the name of Jesus Reaching higher far Than the brightest star Sweeter than the songs they sing in heaven 
Let the world proclaim what a lovely name. He'll return in clouds of glory. Saints of every race shall behold His face. With Him enter heaven's glory, ever to proclaim what a lovely name. What a lovely name, the name of Jesus. Reaching higher far, oh, yes it does, than the brightest star. Sweeter than the songs they sing in heaven let the world proclaim what a lovely name wow I come in with a song on my heart I'm spontaneous and sometimes I Coupons too spontaneous, but they jump up here and help me. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for that. I hope everyone has an outline today. Uh, if you do not, there's some on the tables next to the sound booth. Please get one. And uh, we want you to have an outline, if you will. We do usually over the many years have given them out, but we don't do that now for certain reasons. But i like for you to have an outline. We have so much on there. There's no way I can cover all this. And I never get through with the sermon. And so you can take it during the week and, and go by. It's just a great outline. It, it really is. And if you allow me today, I want to read from the book of St. Luke, the physician, chapter 5. St. Luke. Let's turn to the, let the precious, precious word of God. Chapter 5. And I'll read verses 1 through 11. This is four fishermen called as his disciples. So it was as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. I love that first statement. <laughs> when you like to see, I've been in churches where they line up major meetings all the way around big buildings, just hours before the service. Wouldn't it be great to have people pressing not to see some pastor, not to see some evangelist, not to see some personality, not to see some great church. But we're just there to hear the word of God. <laughs> I love that statement. So it was as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Now that's the Sea of Galilee. And saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. Isn't that a beautiful? I mean, if you've ever seen the, land, the uh, Sea of Galilee and, and noticed those boats on this beautiful sea, and here he comes with, uh, the idea, uh, they're just pressing up against me. I want room to preach. I want room, room to teach. And he asked Peter if he would to launch out just a little bit so he could be, and that his voice just carried and carried. And he sat down and taught them. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. You ever worked to where you were tired? You ever witnessed? You ever ministered? You ever uh, uh, was busy until you just got so weary? It just seemed like you got nowhere. I mean, you witnessed to people and it, it just didn't seem to go over. And, well, this is, this, is the way, this is the way they felt. 
Nevertheless, at your word, Peter said, I will let down the nets. Now, I want you to notice something. Jesus said to them, let launch out into the deep and let down what? Your nets. Peter said, okay, we've toiled all night, but it's your word. And I believe he ex he's exercising faith. I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Notice verse 9, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all, all and followed him. Wow. Father, Father, thank you for the inspiration of your word. Thank you, dear God, that you will speak to not only to our ears, but to our hearts and bless in Christ's name. Amen. Unmeasured bounty. I, I like the title, Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. Unmeasured bounty. Someone said I'm profound. Listen at me now. Listen, 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 listen. Someone said I'm profoundly impressed with the unlimited resources of the God of the Bible. He makes an ocean, and when he does, he makes it so deep no man can phantom. He makes a mountain. He makes it so large no one can measure or weigh it. He makes a flower and scatters multiplied millions. No one to admire them but himself. And I love this last one. He makes grace and he makes it without sides. He makes it without a bottom. And he leaves the top off. Unmeasured bounty. God's Spoke to Abraham. He said, Abraham, go outside. Dark night. Now, he wasn't living in a city like this where there's so many lights. He said, look up. Have you ever gone out? You ever went camping or been in a dark place and you looked up and saw all those stars? Can you imagine when God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless your, your seed like those stars. Unmeasurable. I mean, that's amazing to me. Malachi says, if you pay your tithe, I will pour you out a blessing you can't receive. I can receive a lot of blessings. I love blessings. But God said, I will pour you out a blessing you are not able. In fact, he said, you won't have room to receive. Peter talks about a joy. And you know what he talk, well, you know what he says about that joy? He said, I will give you joy, what? Unspeakable. And I can speak a lot of things. You can go to some of these major universities. I mean, people can talk and they can, but I will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know what Paul said about peace that God would give to you? He said, I'll give you a peace that passes understanding. You see, God wants his people to be blessed. God wants you and I, the church, to be blessed beyond measure. The psalmist said, my cup runneth over. Let me ask you something. How long has it been since you have drunk out of the saucer? I don't think we do it today. But I remember way back years ago, 
we would uh, have saucers for the coffee cups, the hot tea cups. And it would, if it was hot, you'd take and pour some in the saucer, let it cool off, and then you would drink out of the, the, the saucer. How long has it been since your cup, your cup of joy, your cup of peace, your cup of blessing, how long has it been since they have run over? Well, Jesus is leading up to something for a blessing that these, these nets were so full. Well, let's get to it. First of all, the willingness to let Jesus use a fishing boat as a floating pulpit. Amen? Now, let me say this. These were busy men. They were busy disciples. They weren't using poles for fishing. Fishing's hard anyway sometimes if you, if you really go at it. I know it can be relaxing. But if you use a net, I mean, you got to let down that net, pull it up. you got to let down that net, pull it up. They'd done that all night. They said we have toiled. They were busy. They were tired. And all of a sudden, this preacher comes along, said, I want to use your boat. Wait a minute. <laughs> but they were willing. Two disciples were washing their nets. Two were mending their nets. Now, let me say this. We have nets, and I'll get to that in a minute, but God, Jesus, is not going to let us use dirty nets to catch men. You better keep them clean. They had to clean those nets every night because if they didn't, they would dry rot and they couldn't be used. The common daily work of life shall bring glorious manifestation of the Lord's presence and power. We think we've got to be in church behind the pulpit. We think we've got, you know, to be real spiritual. I believe that God wants us to realize he wants to use you exactly where you work. He wants to use your boat to win the lost. You say, Pastor, I don't have a boat. Let me, let me see if you have a boat. Many years ago when Neil and Felicia were young and small, Carol and I got a jet ski. And uh, it was actually a wave runner. It, it's two-seater. And we enjoyed that jet ski. We enjoyed getting out on that lake, Jordan Lake. And, and uh, you think Carol Westbrook is so calm and she's so easy going. You put her on a jet ski, she just opens it wide open. I watched her one day, she was flying. I said, my God. She ran up all on the rocks, came off the rocks. She never missed a beat. She kept right on going. But we used that jet ski as a ministry. That was our boat. We invited couples. We invited, we, we invited one couple that we just didn't get along, but they wanted to ride the jet ski. That was our boat. You have a boat. I remember before, before Carol and I got married, we, we would carry and bring people to church. Bring people to church. Lillian Ashley. <laughs> she was cantankerous. You knew her, but she was one of the sweetest ladies. We picked her up for about 10 years. Before we were married, we picked her up. And, you know, I believe young people miss so much today not being involved with older people. That's some of the fondest memories that Carol and I have is that we took our boat, really our car, and we picked up Lillian Ashley and carried her to work, carried her to church every service. And it was a joy. Sure, it was sometimes it was challenging, but it was a joy. Miss Crutchfield, she lived on Cleveland Street here in Durham, right next to the number one fire department. Miss Crutchfield. Miss Crutchfield, we'd pick her up. We'd pick her up. We'd pick her up. For years and years, we'd pick up Miss Crutchfield. She had a cat. She loved that cat. That cat would get sick every once in a while. The phone would ring. She'd say, Brother Don, I want you to pray for my cat. I don't want my cat to die. So I pray for that cat. The cat get well, live for years. 
Miss Crutchfield. One of my favorite persons was Sidney Hester. Sidney Hester lived on Holloway Street, not far from the church. We picked him up for years. He was, he was one of our favorite persons in the world. I'll never forget. He, was, he worked at a, uh, a circus. He knew karate. Of course, he was older. He and his wife were so sweet. Carol and I went with him, took him to see his daughter in Alabama and enjoyed several days with Sidney Hester. Sidney Hester. He had a daughter. Her name was Esther Hester. She moved to Alabama and married a Wester. Esther Hester Wester. I mean, you know. We stayed there that night and the next day we were with them and ate and got out and did some things. He, he was hurting so bad, his leg. And Brother Don prayed for him and he'd limp around. He limped all day long. That night when he got home, he sat down, took off his shoe. He had taken and put his long comb in the shoe so he wouldn't lose it. And he walked around with that comb in his shoe all day long and he thought he was, he thought he was crippled. Sidney Hester. I loved him. That, our boat was our car. You have a boat. And there's people that have needs. And there are ways that you can say, Lord, you used my boat today. You used my car today. You used my hands. You used my, my lips today. You, you, I have something. Peter and those fishermen were willing to, even during the washing and mending of their nets, were willing to say, Lord, you can use our fish. I'm so tired. I'm so weary. But here, Lord, is my boat. Use my boat. Most of you know that, and, and, and I love this because we think that ministry is pulpit ministry, is evangelism and preaching and, and, and singing and all of those things. I, 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 I got a chance to talk to a beautiful young lady yesterday, Laura Stanley Price. She's as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside. She's a seamstress. I guess that's what she is. I, I know she sews. Laura Stanley Price. Laura, was, she went to Meredith. And uh, as you know, we provide scholarships for people. And about 12 years ago, we decided to give scholarships, not only to pulpit ministries, but to marketplace ministries. And so we provided her scholarship several times. And now she's, she's got a heart to witness from God. She's not behind a pulpit. She doesn't sing. But I'll tell you what, she's so full of the Lord. Use the boat, the ability that God has given you to reach the lost. Just because you're not a preacher, just because you're not an elder, just because you're not an evangelist, you listen. A missionary, you can use what you have. Where you work at is your boat. Morgan McAfee. She lives in Tennessee now. She studied at Regent, Virginia Beach. She's now studying to be a lawyer. She graduated from Regent debt-free. Because we reached out and, oh, but Brother Don, you've just, you, you got to go to the pulpit. No, you don't. There's a lot of boats. There's a lot of abilities. There's a lot that God has given every one of us. And just because that you don't have certain abilities don't mean that God can't use you to go fishing for the lost. Michael Britt, a young man that applied himself at state. Graduated debt-free, went to Regent. We helped support him and bless him. Graduated, you know, you know how rare this is. Graduated from Regent with a master 
Masters, debt-free. Would you praise God for that? Doesn't matter, folks. God wants you to be able to reach the lost where you are. Amen. A futile night of fiction. Now, these were not novice. These men were not novice. They knew how to fish. Simon had been fishing all night with no success. They'd done, done their best. It wasn't their fault. Now, let me say something. It's important to understand that fishing on the Galilean lake was best at night. And they'd fished all night long. We call failure is in God's account, oftentimes, or in God's account, brightest success. They'd fished, but they hadn't caught, caught anything. If you've ever studied behind John Maxwell, he's so good, Failing Forward is a great book. And he talks about how important it is for us to look at failure. You're different than what most of us look at. We failed. We've done all of this. We've, we've worked hard. We, we spent this much money. We've prayed. We've fasted. We've prayed on, on Friday night, on Sunday morning. We've prayed at, at my home, and I've been praying for this one for a long time. Never think that what you do for God is a failure. It's not a failure. Many have labored much, seemingly with no, look at it, no success. Hadn't caught one fish. Listen, they hadn't even caught a minnow. Can you imagine? I don't know if I'd want to told it or not. You must trust God, leave the shore, and launch out into the deep. Jesus said, launch out into the, into the deep. A lot of times we want the safety of the shallow shore. But God is telling us, there may, a, there may be a place out there somewhere, there may be someone that you're going to reach tomorrow or next week if you're willing to go beyond your comfort zone. Oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to say that or not. I don't know if I want to do that or not. If God tells you to do it, do it. It may look foolish, but God will bless if you will dare obey him. Wonderful. But to launch out into the deep is to move away from the comfort of the shoreline. Let down your nets. God wants to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Peter didn't have faith as he should. He had faith. But Jesus told him, as I mentioned a while ago, he said, go and let down your nets. Peter said, okay, I'm going to take one little net because we fished all night, not caught anything at night. Now here we're going out in the daytime. I don't expect to catch a whole lot. But listen, God wants to bless you beyond your means. God wants to bless you beyond what you can even think. Amen? An overwhelming catch from failure to success. I left something at the bottom. If you can read it, you may need your glasses. Look at the bottom. Failure. Toiled all, toiled all night, a long weary night. Next, faith. Nevertheless, at your word. That was Peter's statement of faith. And then fortune. Unexpected abundance. Wow, they didn't expect it. They had to call their other boat to get them to help. It is Christ's presence that confers success. What was the difference between fishing all night and catching nothing and fishing where Jesus said go? It's because they were obedient to God's word. I looked over this message and my wife and I talked about it and we looked over it and talked about it and I Googled it. All the, I was wondering what the nets were. What do you think the net was? What is it, what is it a metaphor for? What is it an, an analogy for? What is the net? The deep water is to launch out. The fish is people. But what is the net? You see, we think of fishing, and we think of a fishing pole. They didn't use a fishing pole. They used a net. And the net is like 
fingers. It reaches out and grabs. I don't know what it, what it is. If you find out this week in your study, let me know what really the, the net is. Anyone graduating from Regent should be able to find that out. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe it's several things. What will help us catch the unsaved? What will help us in our evangelism? I believe the net can be your abilities, your talent. I believe the net can be the anointing of the Lord because no matter where we go and what we do, we must have God's presence and Holy Spirit with us. Amen? I believe it's the Word of God. It's, this is the net. And this is what we do as a church. Someone says, well, we can't get out like we once did. We've got to have masks on. We've got COVID's here. Listen, God's still moving today. He hasn't stopped moving. He still wants us to reach the lost. And there are means whereby that you and I are able to reach the unsaved, to reach out to those that are lost. The very abundance of God's mercy made Peter feel his own nothingness. Once the net break and they called the, uh, the other boat to help them and they gathered uh, enough to fill up both boats, Peter realized, hey, this is Jesus Christ. And he fell down and he felt so unworthy. And I believe that's what happens when God begins to move with us. We feel our unworthiness. We really do. Notice some conclusion things. The fishermen must go out in their boat and they must cast their net. This is Jesus' word, launch out into the deep. This is Jesus' miracle. He calls those fish. I don't know how, but he did to go into that net. But it took the boat, it took the net, and it took those fishermen. And I'm here to tell you, we can expect God to do it all. He's not going to do it. It's going to take you and I doing what we should to reach out and save the lost. It is a miracle, but neither the fisherman nor his boat nor his fishing tackle are ignored. Your ability, you being obedient, God using our hands, God using our car, God using our faith, God using our boat, this is what God is calling us to do. It's a miracle, but neither. Jesus designed the people to see the manifested power of God. I don't want us to be so timid with all that's going on in the world today that we fail to have faith in God to reach out to a hurting world. I think there's an opportunity for us. Let's walk in that door of opportunity. Let's take advantage of it. Jesus calls Peter to a new mission of catching people. He said, from now on, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Jesus' mission does not wait until we think we are ready. The need for the gospel in this broken world is far too urgent. Brother Man, I love that second song you sung. Could I ask you to sing it again? I love that God bless you to come. Listen at me. Listen at me. Let me say this again. God calls imperfect people to do his work. Years ago, my daughter sung a song, Just ordinary people. All of us are ordinary people. We're not a Billy Graham. We're not a Jack Coe, a Noah Roberts. We're not some great person. We're just ordinary people, all of us. But God uses ordinary people. There's, there's a powerful, powerful testimony of what God does with ordinary people from Genesis to Revelation. How it takes every one of us. But we got to be willing to allow God to use our boat. To use what, what we have. Nevertheless, Lord, We've toiled all night. We've prayed. I've prayed all week. I've prayed for years. But nevertheless, at your word, we'll go out 
and we'll let the net down. Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. May we forget yesterday's failures. May we look beyond the disappointments. And may our faith begin to rise to reach out and touch lives and hearts, individuals, families. God, I pray against the enemy that would cause the church to pull back. That would cause the church to be anemic, dear God, during this time. I pray your blessings upon this congregation. I pray your blessings upon uh, Bethel. I pray, God, your blessings that we might step out in faith, that we might be willing to leave the shore where we're so comfortable and launch out into the deep, dear God, where the fish really are. There are plenty of fish. <coughs> they were there. And Lord, we know that the harvest is plentiful. <laughs> Send labors into the field. In Jesus' name, sing with them as they sing. on fire. Here it is. Take all. Multiply them. Multiply them. Set me on fire. Tell him.
Say it in faith. Come on. Sing it. Your power. Your power. Your power. Holy Ghost! The Holy Ghost is in this place. Hallelujah! Glory! Hallelujah! Oh my God, my God, my God! The Holy Ghost is prevalent in this place today. My Lord, if you'll just obey him, he'll, listen, I feel like there's, there's people that needs to be set free and you're being set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in this place right now. Your power, sing it again. Your power. I'm strong. First verse. Yes. Listen. God's going to multiply. Sing that again if you can. Set That's the Lord. One more time. Sing that again. Sing it with them. Lift your hands and say, Here I am, Lord. Come on. calling so many in this place this morning when you use your boat for the Lord this week when you launch out into the deep this week when you let down your net this week something wonderful is going to happen there's going to be a big catch it's going to be unmeasurable 
God's going to begin to bless you until you, you just, your cup just runs over. And when that happens to you this week, I want you to make a note of Keep a journal this week. When you get up in the morning and you pray, God, here I am. Arms wide open. Pour me out, dear God. And when he does it during the day, when you get home at night or during the day, write it down. Because I want to hear some testimonies. I want to hear what God's doing in you. He's going to use you. He's going to use your boat. He's going to say, launch out. He's going to say, lower that net. He's going to say, pull it in. Enjoy the bounty that I've provided for you. Amen. You're here today and you want us to pray specifically, especially for you. You'll lift that hand and say, Pastor, I have a special need. Is anyone all over the building? Okay, we have some here. Okay, just hold them right up. Here's two. There's some in the back. Okay. I want anyone else? I want somebody to lay your hands. There's two back there. We need two ladies to go back there. Two ladies to go back at the back. We need two ladies over here. If you're, if you're, and if you raise your hand again, come on, step up, ladies. Help me. These are ladies. That's, yeah. Ask them. Find out what they need. Yeah, here's another one. Lift your hands right now. We're going to minister. Hallelujah. Reach out and touch the Lord as He. If it's okay for, for them to lay their hands on you, go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, but if you, if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine too. Please, don't, don't do it if you don't feel comfortable. But let the Holy Ghost bless nobody if you touch them or if you don't touch them. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You'll find He's not too busy to hear us cry. Sing it out. Reach out. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's past. Sing by this moment your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord. As, can we sing that one more time? Sing it in faith. Reach out. Oh, that's pretty singing right there. Sing it with them. Reach out and touch the Lord.
Pastor, how do I touch the Lord? You touch in my faith. You touch the Lord by faith. You touch in my obedience. But he wants you to touch him because he's going to touch you. Lord, as we end this service today, I pray against fear. I pray against timidity. I pray against complacency. And I pray that each and every individual person that's in this place today will be filled with faith, will be filled with determination, will be filled with perseverance, no hesitation, but simply at your word. And your word is just as real today as it was that day on the Sea of Galilee. And we accept it. We hear it. We close out everything else. We shut off the television, the phone, the radio, computer. And we listen to your voice. And we hear it strong and clear to the church. Launch out into the deep. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. That's, that's of the Lord here. And speaking right from God's heart. God is doing miracles. All you got to do is reach out by faith and touch Him. God bless you. Have a great day.